Hello, and welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. I'm Dale Jarvis, and today I'm in the studio with Elizabeth Tuck. Elizabeth is the coordinator of the Victoria Park Lantern Festival in St. John's. The festival has been held annually on the last Saturday of July since 1998. It features free lantern-making workshops and concludes with a fire and light show performance. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It is lovely to have someone from the Lantern Festival here. It's been uh, it's been going now for a long time. This is a special anniversary uh, for you, isn't it, this year, the, the festival? Oh, well, this is actually the 17th year of holding the festival. Uh, the 1998 date you have is the forming of the Friends of Victoria Park. Oh, the Friends Park. of Victoria Park. Okay. Yeah. So the Friends of Victoria Park was formed in 1998 due to the pool closure in Victoria Park. Right. So after the pool closed, the big issue was how are we going to keep youth and children engaged with Victoria Park? Uh, so from that was born the Victoria Park Day Camp, as well as the Lantern Festival, which is now in its 17th year. 17th year. So you have three years to plan for your big 20th, yeah. uh, <laughs> 20th anniversary. Um, it's, it has become a very popular festival in St. John's, you know, and, and it is a fairly long-running festival now. I remember some of those early festivals, and it's uh, it's great to see that it has continued. It is an incredibly colorful uh, event in many ways. Uh, for people who aren't maybe familiar with the festival or who might be listening from away, what does the festival involve? Sure. So really the whole thing uh, is a festival of light. That's how I like to think about it. So the festival officially starts at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, we have an array of musical performances. We have community booths, community workshops. Uh, so it's a pretty relaxed atmosphere throughout the afternoon. Then in the evening, everyone uh, from the public who's brought a lantern uh, we light up all of the lanterns at the base of Victoria Park, and there's a parade of light up to the top of the park. Uh, we also have a lantern installation, which features over 2,000 jar lanterns and hundreds and hundreds of bamboo lanterns. Uh, and then the evening ends with a fire show. Great. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about the lanterns themselves. You, you mentioned that there are there are those two types of lanterns: the jar lanterns and the bamboo lanterns. And this is a very important part of the festival as well, the, the creation of these pieces of art that go into the, the festival. So let's let's talk a little bit about those two types of lanterns and, and how people can, can learn to make those. We'll start with the bamboo lanterns, because sure. I think they're kind of interesting. Yeah, so the bamboo lanterns, uh, so when we host public workshops, uh, which are open, we held them every Tuesday and Thursday, um, and yeah, they're open to everyone to come absolutely free to build these lanterns. Uh, we have two main styles of bamboo lanterns, the star and the box. Uh, so when you come to the Lantern Festival, you see those are definitely the main shapes that kind of uh, take over the park. But a bamboo lantern, we refer to it as a piece of art, and that is truly like exactly what it is. They can be made into absolutely anything. Um, we have like giant absolutely huge bamboo lanterns uh, we have dragons that take up the size of trees uh, sea monsters we have cabot tower we have hibernia we have, <laughs> so we have all of these kind of different um different levels i guess of, of bamboo lanterns that can be made the sky's really the limit yeah yeah some yeah. of the creativity is amazing lanterns. yeah absolutely so, so walk me through the process then of of making a bamboo lantern how do you how do you start out sure so to make a uh, let's say a star lantern that's a that's a pretty common one um, you'd need about 12 to 14 pieces of bamboo all cut the same length uh, you would lay out your star pattern 
hot glue it. You use a lot of hot glue in this yeah. job. <laughs> um, then you wire your pieces together. And with the star, it's actually really interesting. You make two star faces that are the same, and you put them together. You wire them together, and then you actually have to try and pull it apart to get these uh, supports put inside of it. So that's always my favorite part of uh, building a star. It can be a little bit scary sometimes to try and yank, <laughs> yeah. yank it apart. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, these are, and these are thin strips of bamboo, right? That, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, these yeah. thin strips, for where, sure. Where do you get your bamboo from? Where, where is it... Uh... You, you have to bring it in, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. did. We got it from China. Yeah. Yeah, we order it. Yeah. For sure. And so you have this frame that you then create with the mm-hmm. bamboo and it's all wired together and mm-hmm. you, you put your spacer pieces in. What's the next step? Uh, so the next step is, I my favorite step of making an entire lantern always is, we call it papering. When you take your tissue paper and you actually put it on your lantern. Um, so papering can be as simple as... You take one sheet of red tissue paper and you put it on your lantern and that's it. Uh, But papering can also be as detailed, uh, you know, as every two centimeters, it's a different color. And we have those kind of lanterns that are just so, so detailed. Um, And you have to put three layers of glue on this lantern, actually. So it's not a... It's not something that you can build in 10 minutes and kind of leave it and go on. Um, and the the three layers of glue make it fire resistant. So right. that's why it's crucial to have that. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. how, and how big is a, kind of the standard lanterns that people are making? Like the, those simple star lanterns, how big are they? Uh, they can be really any size. There's no uh, size that's too big or really too small. When they get smaller, they become harder to pull apart. Uh, but I would give it maybe... Maybe fifteen centimeters. Right. Yeah. 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 So they're they're substantial. And and then um, you were mentioning the the gluing of the paper. So this is mm-hmm. like a, a wash of glue that you put over the paper to yes. that kind of hardens yes, uh, that's it, right. and then it is it is fireproof, which yeah. seems kind of amazing. This thing made yeah. of wood and paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fire resistant. It's true. Yeah, that's great. And and so then there are uh, candles that are then placed. And are you just using little mm-hmm. tea light candles? Is that what you use? Or uh, yeah, it depends on the lantern. Usually we use just regular tea lights uh, sometimes we have very small jars that we put a tea light in so if you have a bit of a bigger star or box lantern you might get one of those um, and then certainly very very large lanterns uh, can often be lit with LED lights and then certain parts of them are lit with flame uh, so it, it's dependent on what lantern okay yeah. all right so those are the those are the uh, the bamboo lanterns and the other style of lantern that you're making are the jar lanterns mm-hmm. yeah. so jar lanterns they're super sweet. Uh, They are literally a mason jar. Uh, You put some glue on it, put your tissue paper on it, put one more layer of glue over it, and then you're you're done with your jar lantern. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're a hit for for everyone. Um, And we also sell them on the day of the festival, specific Victoria Park Lantern Festival uh, jar lanterns. Uh, Very easy to make. yeah, they're they're really great, and especially when parading up for, with the parade of light, you know, everyone's got their jar lantern. It just looks awesome. Yeah, and then the installation uses a lot mm-hmm. of the jar lanterns as yeah. well. Sometimes, yeah. So our installation uh, at the top of Victoria Park, there's the historic Bennett's Brook is what it's called. So it's a, you know, used to be a brook, and mm-hmm. it is not. Um, but we fill the bottom of it with jar lanterns that are, you know, some are blue, some are purple, but it's supposed to look like water. Um, and that's really what we use the jar lanterns for in our installation. And then we have our bamboo lanterns of our boats and our whatever that go 
kind of in there. So it's really quite an amazing thing to see. Yeah, it is. And it really does transform the park. Uh, it, Absolutely, it, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you go to the park any other time of the year, and it, and it looks like one thing. And then you go on the, the Lantern Festival Day, and it really it is transformed into Absolutely. something else. Yeah, it's really quite – it's beautiful. It's quite magical. You know, it's, it's a really special thing that happens in St. John's. It's something that I always encourage people to go to. Um, it's, I think it's also interesting. It's one of these festivals that we have that um, is really more for locals than it is for tourists. You know, yeah. I, I mean, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing for tourists mm-hmm. to go to, but it really has become kind of a local tradition and a lot yeah. of local people participate. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think, again, the workshops kind of help to build that community. Um, if you choose to build a bamboo lantern, then you have to come to a couple workshops. Yeah. So I think in that way, definitely, it's very, very community-oriented. And actually, I was uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm kind of putting up some posters downtown, and I had about five different people approach me and say, oh, the Lantern Festival, I've gone to it every year, I'm taking my neighbor, I'm taking my daughter, I can't wait for it, this is the highlight of my year. So it really, yeah, it's, and I think, again, uh, the Parade of Light, and I know I keep talking about it, but it's just my favorite part, it's so magical. Uh, the community that just that moment builds, um, where we have the drum line and we have the dancers and then everyone comes, it's just, uh, it's it's really just brilliant, and it brings everyone together in just like a mind-blowing sort of way. It's become a fairly multicultural festival too. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I know that there have been a lot of uh, participants and performers over the years that have come from different ethnic and cultural backgrounds. You know, which is a great thing to see. I think yeah. for the for the city of St. John's. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've been running some of these workshops already. Mm-hmm. Uh, how have they been going? Um, this is our absolute best year really? for workshops. Amazing. They've just they've just exploded. Yeah. Really, which is which is amazing. We have uh, six Lantern Festival's official staff, um, and all of us are kept busy for the entire you know two and a half hour duration. Yeah. And it's really amazing to see uh, someone come in who's never built a lantern before. Sometimes people have never even heard of the festival be- before until this year. Right. Um. But to see them come in and kind of start working on this lantern, and then it gets transformed into something amazing. You have people building houses, uh, you know, from the public when they come, and then of course our stars and our boxes, and so lots of different shapes. And it's amazing to see how creative people can get, really. Yeah, yeah. And and who comes to these workshops? Is there a is there a type of person, or is it pretty pretty broad? And who's participating? Yeah, I think it, it's open. Everyone. Everyone comes to these workshops, absolutely. Uh, there are definitely some people who are kind of uh, involved with the circus community that yeah. that show up, um, and we love to see them. And then we have people that say, oh, like I heard this on the radio, this is kind of cool. And then we have groups of friends coming, uh, and we have old folks coming, and young children who want to, you know, just play with some tissue paper coming. So it's really <laughs> open to everybody. Yeah. And we get all types. Yeah. yeah. Now, this is your first year, I guess, as a staff yes. person? Yeah. yeah. So now, what was your introduction to the Lantern Festival? Um, well, I've been going to the Lantern Festival you know, forever. Like, as long as I have memory, <laughs> it's been going to the Lantern Festival. <laughs> yeah. So I, can't, I don't know what year was my first, um, but every year, my family, we always go to the Lantern Festival, and we've built lanterns, and we've been in the parade, or we've sat up at the top of the hill and watched the parade, so... Uh, yeah, as far back as I can remember, I've been so going you, to Lantern Festival. You grew up with the Lantern yeah, Festival. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So when you saw the job posting, what, what were you like, this is the job for me? Uh, I thought that would be amazing <laughs> to have a hand in planning something that um, that I've been involved with and that I genuinely love so much. Yeah. 
And then I thought, oh, gosh, you know, everyone and their dog is going to be applying for this job. Who doesn't want to work for the Lantern Festival? Yeah. Um, so I was really, really happy when I was offered the job. And I've just, yeah, loved it yeah. working with everyone. So, so what, is, what is your primary role then? What, what hmm. are you doing to, to help prepare for the festival? So the coordinator, the primary role, um, of course, of you know, overseeing staff and ensuring that those that stuff gets done. Um, I'm also uh, the lead for any sponsorship. Um, I look to uh, solicit com- our community partners in our community booths uh, and plan our community workshops as well, um, and the sound stage and getting all those people confirmed and that lineup done as well. Right. Yeah. So, so who are some of your sponsors and partners for the festival? So we have Pentacon Energy. Uh, who are our Star Lantern donation uh, sponsors. So we're really, really thankful to them. We also have NL Power and DF Barnes, who are sponsoring us this year as well at a box level. Um, And we also want to definitely thank Eastern Audio, who's donating a lot of our audio equipment for our soundstage this year. So those people, for sure. And we also have uh, local community, um, or rather local community partners supporting us. We have Piatto Pizza, for example, Boston Pizza, uh, helping to feed our volunteers. So we have a lot of really, really uh, great support from the community coming back. Yeah. So uh, how big is how big is your base of volunteers? Like how many people do you need to be able to pull off a festival like this? A uh, hundred. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's our goal every year is combined with volunteers and the couple of staff that we have. We, are, we were always like a hundred staff or a hundred volunteers on the day of the event to make sure everything is running. And so what will the volunteers do on the day of the event? Oh, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> So we have volunteers set up on installation. Now, installation is one of the biggest uh, and most important jobs on the day of the festival, um, and that is actually installing all of our bamboo and our jar lanterns at the top of the hill. Um, we definitely need people working safety. That's a big thing throughout the entire day of the event. Um, we have volunteers on our canteen, on our merchandise tent, set up, take down, um, yeah, so there's really, really something for everyone, and a lot of the positions are accessible as well. Uh, so installation, one would need to be pretty able-bodied in order to kind of go up and down the hill, but we have lots of positions um, that are accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we also have our kids' zone, forgot to mention that. That's always a hit. Um, yeah, and the overseeing of our workshops and our sound stage and our sound manager and all of those positions are volunteer. Right. And uh, if people wanted to volunteer, how do they how do they get in touch with the festival and let let you know that they're willing to do some work absolutely so we can go to our website which is lanternfest.ca and there is a volunteer right at the top bar a volunteer tab yeah. and then there's a form yeah. okay so we, we've talked about uh, some of the prep work the um the workshops and making the bamboo lanterns making the jar lanterns uh, what what happens on the day of the festival itself can you walk me through of kind of the day from start start to finish when do you when will you start your day like before people arrive will you be there uh yeah pretty early yeah 8 a.m yeah, yeah that's when we start all the setup uh the community booths and again installation that uh definitely takes a lot of time um and it's not something that can be rushed through you have to take your time and do it very correctly uh so yeah our installation team are amazing and they get started at the crack and dawn <laughs> and they go usually until about three or four in the afternoon making sure that everything uh, is secured and everything is safe in the installation. Uh, so yeah, that's when our day starts. The day opens to the public at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and our soundstage also starts at 2 and goes until roughly 8 o'clock. Um, we have a wide array of community booths available. Um, some of our partners this year, we have CPAWS NL. Uh, we have the Petty Harbor Mini Aquarium, and then we'll have their touch tank. Oh, They're great. always a hit. Yeah, yeah. they're fantastic. 
so a wide array of community booths for sure and this year we also have a workshop section which we have done in past years uh not last year that didn't happen but in past years so we have uh, a tai chi workshop yoga workshop uh we'll have circus workshops throughout uh um uh the community section juggling and hula hooping so that'll be really great uh, and also to touch on the, the circus aspect kind of of this festival, we do have a circus theme this year. Um, our amazing artistic director, Danielle Knuskraken, she uh, actually has some like some absolutely mind-blowing talent coming in this year. So we've got magicians who will be walking out, walking around through the park uh, just during the day to do some magic tricks. So like that kind of uh, really great vibe. And then in the evening, kind of around dusk, uh, we're so happy to welcome back the Neighborhood Strays Belly Dancing Group. Uh, they're regular to the festival mm-hmm. to perform. Uh, and again, so yeah, all the, all the lanterns get lit up at the bottom of the hill. All the installation lanterns get lit up, and we have that parade. Um, the parade is led by the Scrunchins, which are the Mun Music um, percussion ensemble, uh, and the Neighborhood Strays. Again, we all dance up the hill. And then at the top... Uh, a pit for everyone is our fire show fire and light show Uh, so this year we have over 30 performers in our fire show we have aerialists uh, fire eaters fire dancers fire jugglers lots and lots of fire (laughs) (laughs) Um, and the show is just absolutely bigger than it has really really truly ever been before it's going to be absolutely spectacular yeah so yeah and that's about an hour for the fire show right Mm-hmm. So where do you find uh, all these people? Are, are, now, a lot of them are local people who have been performing in the festival for, for years and years, I think, yeah. a lot of them. yeah, Absolutely. So again, our artistic director, Danielle, she uh, is in charge of all of that, and she just has the most amazing uh, staff and most amazing connections to the circus community and the entertainment community. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so she is the one who kind of gets all those people involved. You've mentioned the soundstage a couple times. Uh, Do you have a lineup uh, for that? I do indeed. (laughs) So our lineup uh, this year, yeah, we've got a wide array of talent. Uh, We've got Claire Follett, who local musician, Rachel Cousins again. We have Annie and Anya. They're a fiddle duo. We're very excited to have them. We've got John Ennis. And we are also premiering some uh, new bands, uh, Too Far Gone, Dormitories. We've got the Alderman and the Moody Blues. So that's what our our lineup is for that afternoon. And they they start around two o'clock. Two o'clock. Two o'clock, and they that's go right. till about eight. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. And right. and it's the kind of thing that people can just kind of wander in Absolutely. at any time. Yeah. In and out, whatever. Some people come uh, in the afternoon and they go home for supper, and they come back for the fire show. Or some people just come for the show. Some people come for the whole thing. So it's uh, yeah, whatever works for. For people, right, and it is uh, it is a free event. Uh, Absolutely, you, there you can donate if sure. you <laughs> do feel inclined yes. and want to support the festival. Yeah, we, we uh, will not turn away a donation, <laughs> uh, but we don't expect it either. Certainly, everything is free, um, and one can come and enjoy and not pay a cent. So, do do you have a favorite memory? I know you said you kind of grew up around the festival. Is there a is there something that you that really stands out in your mind about the the festival? A favorite event or a favorite moment uh yes two okay so i think uh broadly speaking my favorite moment i think i've mentioned before is always the parade of light um it's just the feeling of uh, unity and community really that's formed um like when you hear the drum line and everyone's moving it's just it's something that's very hard to describe i think um so that's always uh, year after year is always something that i look forward to uh, but a specific memory I have when I think about the Lantern Festival that I just think that is so awesome was actually last year's festival. Um, 
And it was in the evening in the neighborhood strays, a belly dancing group, they were performing. Um, and there was this one little girl who kept kind of coming up, kind of behind them, kind of to the side to them, and was mimicking everything that they were doing <laughs> to the music. And she'd run out and do a couple moves and then run back. And then run out and do it again and then run back. And they saw her and they just thought it was awesome. And it was really just amazing. And I think that kind of summed up the whole kind of feeling of the festival, that we're just here to have fun. We're here to have a good time. This is for everybody. Um, yeah, so that's definitely a funny and awesome memory that I have of the festival. One of the things that I really admire about the festival is is its participatory mm-hmm. nature. You know, mm-hmm. I've been involved uh, from the early days with the Mummers Festival, and and the Lantern Festival has been a good partner with us because sure. we use yeah, the the space for our glue gun heavy workshops. <laughs> I think between the Mummers Festival and the Lantern Festival, we have we have the market on uh, glue sticks in uh, <laughs> in uh, in St. John's. Um, and and I think that having a festival that is something that people can participate in is part of what makes it successful. It's part of what gives that sense of community that you were talking about, you know. I agree. Um, I, I know when we started the Mummers Festival, people would say, oh, I can't wait to come and watch the parade. Mm-hmm. And we would say, it's not exactly how it works. <laughs> you know, it's a participatory parade. You You are the parade. You can certainly come and watch, but... There is opportunity there for you to participate, and we do a similar thing with workshops, and then the parade is participatory, and 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 I think that participatory element in the the Lantern Festival is um, kind of critical to mm-hmm. to its uh, to its vision and to to how it's been received by by the public. Obviously, it worked for you if you <laughs> if you were able to participate and then kind of uh, become part of the staff of the festival. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree, and I think that's that's a huge draw. Um, and this year, again, with our whole workshop section that we haven't uh, fully flushed out in past years, I think it just adds to that um, participatory element. So you can come. If you would like to sit on a picnic blanket for the entire day, that's fine. But if you'd also like to get up and do some yoga and then play at the game zone and make a jar lantern and be in the parade, you can. So it's levels for everyone. Yeah. 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 How, how many people do you get coming out? Do you, do you have a, a sense of your numbers? Yeah, so it's it's a little bit challenging to ever keep numbers on mm-hmm. the Lantern Festival because some people come and leave and come back. And uh, But we estimate that throughout the day we've had about 4,000 people um, come, and especially at night at the fire show, that's when we have the most people for sure show up. Yeah. So we estimate it's about 4,000, uh, give or take, throughout the day. Yeah. Um, the installation piece, uh, yeah. it, it kind of changes every year. Does sure. it? Yeah. yeah, it does. And is that by design? Like, do you, do you sit down and think about how are we going to make it different, or is it more organic? Definitely more organic. So there are certain lanterns, for example, the dragon lantern that fits on a tree. It has its designated tree <laughs> that it fits very nicely on. Yeah. So we usually leave that one uh, exactly where it is. Uh, but sometimes, especially with new lanterns, uh, and every year we have new lanterns and new big builds. So fitting those in um, definitely takes some rearranging. Where is this one going to fit the best, etc. And sometimes we'll put a lantern somewhere, realize maybe that's not the best spot, and then next year we'll move it. Um, and certainly the layout of Victoria Park changes from year to year as yes, well. Yeah. Uh, so we do take that into account when putting in our installation. Yeah. yeah. And the park itself has been going through a, a, a process of revitalization. Yeah. There, uh, there has been a lot of work over the past, gosh, maybe six, seven years, uh, and a new park 
plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, has the festival how, or how has the festival been involved in in that? Uh, I know that the park is going to continue to change yeah. in the future. Well, I mean, I think that the revitalization of Victoria Park. Um, is really just great for the Lantern Festival. You know, this festival started out of love for this park yeah. and wanting to see it grow and wanting to see it expand. So now that that's happening, I think it's we at the Lantern Festival, we're really, really happy with that. Um, and more people are coming to the park anyway on a regular day. So And then, of course, that, that doesn't hurt our festival attendees either. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we have to move a couple lanterns because of it, but that's that's nothing really yeah. in the grand scheme. And the the future plans for the park, mm-hmm. the um, the pool house mm-hmm. may or may not be there in the future. We are is that uh, that is unclear. <laughs> it's unclear at the yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, it's a great space. You know, I I know when they were doing the consultation about the Victoria uh, Park revitalization. Uh, I had written a letter, I'm sure like many other people did, about the, the revitalization of the park. And, and one of the things that I stated uh, in my letter to the city was that there really needed to be a continued kind of maker space. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we're seeing a lot more of all all across the world, you know, that um, community organizations, libraries, uh, you know, uh, festivals, that they, they want these spaces where people can kind of come and be creative yeah. and, and make things. Yeah. And the, the pool house is great because, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a bit of a concrete bunker, but it means that you, <laughs> you can like do things there and you yeah. don't have to worry about it. Yeah, definitely. It's a great space to get messy in. It is a great sure. space to get, to get messy in. Yeah, and it does get messy sometimes. Yeah. Um, so maybe, you know, as we kind of come towards the end of our, our conversation here, is there anything that I've forgotten to ask? Is there anything that you think people really need to know about the, the festival? Um, I would say there's a couple of things that people should know. Okay. Um, I would say, first of all, I do want to, again, put a plug in for the fire show. Um, every year we have the fire show. It is an annual kind of event. Um but this year, seriously, so much work has been as being put into it. It's absolutely mind blowing to see kind of the evolution of what it looked like a couple years ago to what it looked like last year to what it's planned to look like this year is absolutely wild. Um, I also think I would let people know that our new builds this year are also going to be spectacular. Um, we have a lion's head lantern cool. that is being built. Yeah. Um, we've built the Titanic. Um, we have an archway so people can come and you know, get their pictures taken with Lantern Festival uh, under this arch. But the arch is a lantern. So, so we've got some pretty spectacular things. Uh, but overall, I would say that if you've never been to a Lantern Festival, the best way to understand kind of really what I'm talking about is that you have to go and you have to experience it. And you have to see the installation and, uh, and the fire show and the community that's formed. It's really just... There's, there's nothing else like it in this province. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about practical things for visitors? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, should they bring a, their own seating? Should they bring a lawn chair? Should they... Uh... So, uh, for the afternoon portion, uh, certainly we have our sound stage is just kind of on a field. So, if anyone would like to bring a lawn chair or picnic blanket, like, that's completely fine. Uh, for the evening and the fire show, it does take place... Well, the fire show takes place on flat ground. Uh, but we, as as the uh, spectators, it takes place on a hill. We're sitting on a hill. So uh, lawn chairs, not always the most effective on a hill. Uh, but certainly if that kind of accommodation was needed, there is some flatter ground at the at the bottom there. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and as for parking... I was going to ask, yeah. Yeah, it is going to be tight. <laughs> um, but definitely we have some parking there on Sudbury Street. Um, 
so you may end up parking a little bit away from the park depending on what time you get there uh, but usually it's it we're able to accommodate right yeah for parking so be prepared for to to get there and have a little walk to the site and, yes yeah, definitely and do some walking around while you're there yeah. yes okay all right then um just before we go then if people want more information mm-hmm. what are the various ways that they can track the work that you're doing or get more information sure so everything goes on our website that's lanternfest.ca uh we're also on twitter which is lanternfestca as in canada um, and we're also on Instagram under the same title, Lantern Fest CA. And we have Facebook, Victoria Park Lantern Festival. Um, and we put all of our updates on Facebook as well. So if you're following that, um, then you'll definitely be in the know with everything that's happening. So pretty easy to find on social media. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and if people want, uh, if people are still looking to volunteer, you're still accepting sure. volunteers? Absolutely. We will not turn anybody away for volunteering. Yeah. And the festival is the last weekend of July. Is that right? Last weekend of yeah, no, that's correct. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> the last week in July. And it's the same It's the same weekend every year. It's yeah. always the same time. Yes, that's okay. correct. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for coming uh, on the show. I'm looking forward to the lion's head and the, the fiery arch and the uh, fire show. Sounds great this yeah, year. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Thank okay. you so much for having thank me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm Dale Jarvis. You've been listening to Living Heritage, a production of CHMR Radio 93.5, in collaboration with the Intangible Cultural Heritage Office of the Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador. Find us online at ichblog.ca or on iTunes. Our Heritage Broadcast Assistant is Natalie Dignam, in partnership with the Conservation Corps Newfoundland and Labrador ECHO program. We would love to know what you think of the show. If you have a question or a suggestion for a future program, leave us a comment on the Living Heritage Podcast Facebook page, email livingheritagepodcast at gmail.com, or tweet us at HFNLCA. Thanks for listening.